Okay, Tom, thanks for joining me. First one of the morning. Morning, no, but um, appreciate you taking the time and, and coming on and sharing your experiences. No problem, thank you for having me, mate. Cool. So, um, we were talking before about the, the club infrastructure and your presentation at United Star Coaches Convention. I would just love to dive into that a little bit more about what you guys do at STA and maybe some things, some questions that, you know, how you were saying the thought-provoking questions that you were trying to leave the audience with. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was something that was brought to my attention during the academy director license. Um, and honestly, it was one of the more instrumental educational experiences that I've had from the position of a technical leader. So ultimately what we were trying to have people understand yesterday was that in order to be as efficient and effective as possible, um, everything we do has to align. And it has to be working towards a, a predetermined vision, outcome, strategy, and obviously on a, on a playing level, a style of play that will underpin game model, curriculum, training methodology, coaching approach, individualization that you choose to utilize within the sessions. So, what I was trying to have the audience understand or reason with was that logically speaking everything needs to connect right because if it doesn't and we're disconnected the efficiency of the work that we're producing may be limited and, it, and i like to be in places where it's hey have you considered this so for example you know if we say we want independent problem solvers on the field. But what are we doing in terms of the structure of our training sessions to facilitate the development of those characteristics in players? If it's very much coach-centric, maybe that's limited. If it's drill-based versus play and game-based, then the connection between the competencies we're trying to develop and the practices that we're exposing people yeah. to, there's, there's no synergy in alignment. Um, and then considerations, so a big piece is actions and consequences. If I want to be a high pressing you know, team that wants to assert themselves on both, you know, both sides of the ball and win the ball back as high as possible, then probably I need to, to be in a place where I have centre-backs who are athletically competent dealing with space in behind, because that's where I'm going to be vulnerable. Goalkeeper who plays high off his or her line, centre-backs who are good defending numbers down, numbers even. So then the connection of what happens at 7 versus 7, 9v9, formations that I'm choosing to utilise with the youngest levels of the players and, and teams. Maybe I play a 3-2-1 or a 1-3-2-1 at 7v7. I know the width is provided by both fullbacks, so naturally I'm exposing my centre back yeah. to situations where he or her has to defend by themselves. And it's just the hope is to get the coaches and the club leaders to think just a little more deeply sure. about the decisions that they're making, um, about the educational experiences that they're exposing their players to, and about how it all fits together. Yeah. How long? Has it taken you to, to come up with the curriculum and the coaching methodology? And how, and how often do you revisit it to either fine-tune it or completely switch yeah. it up? 
um, so a, a long time. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a question that was posed yesterday when we, you know, we finished with a, a video of a bunch of the teams doing the same thing. Um, and one of the questions was how long has kind of that taken? And I've been in the club for six years, and, and really only the last nine to twelve months would I feel entirely confident in saying that that this is now demonstrated just about everywhere. Yeah. Um, in terms of the work that goes into underpinning it, it you know that's been a career-long journey. Mm -hmm. It's refining ideas. It's being exposed to new thoughts. It's, right. it's having it's having enough experiences of seeing things where I'm like, I like that. I don't like that. That makes sense. Right. I, I connect with that um, because ultimately, like, we've got to have a, a sincere belief in why we do what we do and how we do what we do. Sure. Um, my academic background means learning matters to me. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love learning. Like I'll. I'll I'm happy to say it to yeah, anybody, yeah. right? Like, I, uh, you know, I think, I think coaches ask their players to get better every day, all the time, and I believe that we should do exactly the same thing. Um, so, from that respect, you know, doing everything I can to to expose myself to new ideas, to reaffirm existing ideas, to challenge existing ideas, to revisit things. You know, we talk about our, you know, our game model being a working. Right. Our curriculum is based on our game model and style of play, yeah, there may be evolution. Um, so, yeah, I think to, to this to this point, it's it's been a career-long journey, yeah. um, and I think we're in a really good place, but you know what, in two years, in five years, in ten years, I could sit here and say something and it's you know it's, it's changed and it's revamped again because right. the game's continuing to evolve all the time right? so but we have to be prepared to match that what are some of those questions that you post to yourself i guess regularly or maybe after each season when, that you want to revisit to challenge some of your current existing ideas like how do what's that reflection process look like for you yeah i mean it's tried to be done as objectively as possible with reference to some of the KPIs that exist for me in the club. Which are? Which uh, production of youth national team players, production of players that are joining MLS programs, number of Division One collegiate commitments. Is that, um, is that how you define success as a club? No, uh, I think it's just, it's a part of it. Yeah. You know, we have, you know, we, we have an elite, we've got parentheses yeah. for any <laughs> people that are listening and can't yeah. see me. Yeah. Um, we have an, you know, an elite portion where the emphasis is very much on that production of players from the next level. Right. And then we obviously, but, but underpinning it all is we want we want the youth soccer experience to be a phenomenal one for the kids. So retention, yeah, you know, people that are actively choosing to stay within the program. Um, that you know, that for me is a demonstration of the educational experience and the quality of the experience they're receiving. You know, Jesse, you, you know how densely populated the New Jersey landscape is, so yeah. there's plenty of options and, and opportunities for people to leave. But I do think, you know, part of our approach and, and it being heavily centered on, on play and, and games-based delivery 
means that the inherent enjoyment that they get mm -hmm. from their training sessions and that, oh my God, this, this practice really over. Like, right. They're the things that keep us moving in the right direction. So, you know, I, I have to try to find indicators of continued growth, yeah. indicators of success. Um, and really it's, while obviously everything that I've said is still influenced by certain things outside of our control, we can objectively track and say, hey, okay, five years ago we were here, three years ago we were here. You know, um, the progression of players to the next level and then their impact. So, you know, I was really proud this year of the impact of our freshmen in, in college. Yeah. You know, and, and those that are playing in, you know, in the tournament, those that are getting individual awards in the leagues, you know, those that are hitting thousand plus minutes as benchmarks for freshmen, it's like we're, we're producing players that are ready to take that next step. Right. So all the, you know, all of those things play into okay, is this working? Right. Um, or are we missing something that we need to be thinking about? And you know, for me, a, a big piece from any technical lead or C-suite executive in an organisation is concept of innovation and continued growth right. um, and looking for areas where we can squeeze out that extra you know the extra one percent the extra marginal gain the extra you know the extra bit of insight information support that can help push our players on just that that little bit more um, so I think you know Blending that process together, yeah. it's like okay, and I've got some good people around me that will challenge me too, right. right? And I think that's that's critically important. The feedback that you know I have to receive from the staff and, and the players and parents. Sometimes you know uh, I, I want to be I want to be considerate of trying to understand their perceptions, yeah, um, because it. it it matters like if I think something is happening and working but actually maybe people on the ground or people living it would would question it then yeah know, we, we have to we have to have a conversation right what are some of the KPIs or do you have any KPIs for coaches like how do you evaluate coaches doing their job yeah and um, doing it well or doing it poorly yeah so we we do in, in a ton of different ways um, so when I watch the staff deliver. Um, I have a few in, like inherent challenges for practices. Yeah. So competition, collaboration, intensity, intelligence, fun are things that, in terms of how practices are designed, mm -hmm. I want to see those things <laughs> achieved as, right. as best as possible. Um, so I'm going to present later on integrating a consideration of psychosocial, biopsychosocial development of players into your practice. So, you know, I speak about collaboration. Why is it important? Because from a perspective of self-determination and, and therefore intrinsic motivation, I know that people are motivated when they feel part of a group. So, hey guys, part of our training approach is through games and through setting challenges through kind of a constraints-led approach and an ecological dynamics, uh, you know, underpinned by ecological dynamics kind of in, in terms of our theoretical approach to, to coaching and training. I know that players, hey, team A, you're going to have a minute to chat to get together and solve this problem, you know, team B, go and do the same. And, and when they feel like they're contributing to 
you know, their group's performance, their their voice is heard. Yeah. You know, they have a little bit of autonomy to, to make decisions. All those things matter. So from a macro perspective, you know, irrespective of irrespective of the, the topic of the session, that for me is something that's kind of part of our hidden curriculum yeah. of, of learning that, that I want to see the coaches do. Obviously, then in terms of just structural, you know, structural ideas, you know, opposition, direction, goals, competition. Um, I have, we have a carousel of coaching behaviours. We actually designed some session bingo cards. Oh, really? Um, just as opportunities for the staff to be like, look, if, if I do ABC, XYZ. Yeah. Well, it would be like, oh, 64, not ABC. Yeah. Just, just to use yeah. the word. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Number wise. Um, but if I can do these things, even if I feel like my session's a bit of a car crash. Yeah. I've probably hit on enough good things where the experience is still a good one. Yeah. I've probably had a chance to learn. Um, so look, uh, you know, that's that's the, the practical application of stuff. Um, in our world, you know, we're fortunate where we, we have a lot of full-time staff, um, and that gives us the extra latitude to really pour into them, stretch them, challenge them. Sure. Um, do, do you give those same bingo cards to kids, to the to players, like a checklist uh, training? It's like, a, maybe I'm having a bad day in this area, but if I can do... You know what, you know. We, we haven't, but it's a really cool idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, like, they, they get part of their IDP process and their evaluation processes that they get little targets. Right. Um, you know, that they're challenged to work on weekly, seasonally. Um, but in terms of it being done on a session-by-session session basis for, for the players, we haven't. Yeah. Um, you know, we've we've got uh, we're a, you know proud partner of, of Dr. Brand, and obviously they have a lot of the, the player journals right. where the, you know the kids can reflect and note take. Um, we do a lot with the players on the, the high performance end with um, kind of self-reflection through video. Um, comparisons to key qualities with US soccer, uh, homework tasks, passing maps, like yeah. go and watch and, and look objectively back and try to learn more about your performance and um, potentially how your actions connect to the position or the responsibilities that right. you know, we have defined and US soccer have defined. Um, and again, all, you know, all of it is trying to remove clouding opinion as fact sure. and look as objectively as we can. Right. Look, this is what happened. You know, we we have wearable technology. We, you know, Beyond Pulse and, and our active participation metric. You know, we, we want highly engaging sessions. Right. So that's that's an easy one, right? Were they moving half the time? Were they moving seventy percent of the time, or, or more? Um, or were they not? And if they're not, okay, we need to have a conversation because something's gone wrong somewhere. Um, on the assumption that that is a, a higher load and a right. generally active day. Um, so again, it's it's all of it where we can provoke curiosity. We can, you know, we can spark growth. Um, and, and ultimately, you know, myself and, and the staff can be self-aware enough to understand what's what's happening and the impact of it. Yeah. Where do you think you've seen yourself 
grow the most over because you you began coaching right yeah, over, yeah, over, yeah. overseas yeah so I mean from the start to now you know what's the one biggest area that you feel you've grown the most in and moving forward what's another area that you feel that you're you're trying to grow a little bit more in wow. as well that's deep Jess I got nine o'clock on Friday morning <laughs> um, wow I think I think on a a leadership level the biggest challenge and thing that I'm probably most proud of is the ability to see things from 30,000 feet yeah like I and not be influenced by potential biases and emotions emotion yeah. like things get difficult sometimes but I have to see outside of my own personal bubble and be considerate of you know we have 99 teams in the club right now um, and every one of those staff players parents teams needs can be different um, and being understanding of challenges that exist in the job as a result of all of that. Um, and again, it, it, you know, I certainly am not in a place where everything always goes in our favour. Um, but learning that at times we have to make concessions. You know, I'm quite a stubborn individual. Yeah. Um, I'm quite uh, I'm passionate about what I do and I believe in what I do. So when things don't go my way, it's a little, it's a little hard. But, yeah. you know, but, but that, because as you said, I started on the grass and the grass is where my passion lies. And, you know, the trajectory of, of my role right now is that really outside of you know outside of our USL2 program my time on the grass is is really quite limited so I'm, I'm helping coaches far more than I am right now directly helping players um, so getting to this point um, yeah it was was maybe not something that was in the initial plan. Yeah, um, I love it. You're right, I absolutely right. love it. Uh, but it's it's definitely a skill set that's quite challenging. And then, you know, I think the other side of all of that is learning to lean on your people and yeah. to delegate, um, because you know, I'm fortunate. I've got some exceptional individuals around me. Um, I think all of them will say that there's definitely a reluctance mm -hmm. on my behalf to off you go, go run with it. Like, right. Because I've been so used to pouring so much of myself into initiatives and handling partnerships and managing growth and managing projects and doing this and doing this and doing this and doing this until you just can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, so I still need to be better. Um, but I think a lot of the people around me now have more things on their plate yeah. than they've ever had. And honestly, 
that I don't really, I don't know about, like, which is great. Right. It, like, on, you know, on anything, that's, you know, operationally, day-to-day, micro-level stuff, where it's, hey, you're responsible, you're in like, you're brilliant, we trust you, go do your job. Yeah. Like, and, and that's all part of, you know, hiring process, right? right. You've got to have good people, you've yeah. got to have people rowing in the same direction on the boat, like, there's a, there's a lot of steps that were taken to get there. For sure. Um, but that's, that's definitely, you know, that's definitely another thing that, you know, I'm continually conscious of trying to, to do and, yeah. you know, look forward to, um, to getting rid of as, uh, as many of, of the tasks that come my way as, as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, it's tough because I'm guessing you have the thought that because everything ends up falling on you, you just need to, you know, you don't want to over control, but at the same time, it's you just, you know, you're passionate, like you said, about what you do, so you want it to be, yeah. you know, it's, and, it, and I think it's tough too, at least for me, like I know when I'm trying to describe like, an image of something, the way I see it to be done, it's like hard for me to, to get that image out, so it's, I don't know if you feel the same way when you're trying to delegate tasks, like this is how I want to do it, like, like we can't, just can't, can't yeah. put, get the words to the same. Yeah, but, but at the same time, I think now it's like, oh, I've actually got people who can do things way better than I can do. Yeah. You know, that's, and that's, you know, that's important, I think, for all of us to, to realize and recognize is that people have their own super strengths. Right. Um, and I, I think to any, you know, technical lead or, or C-suite senior manager that's, that's listening, being, you know, a multidisciplinary I don't want to say expert, I think expert is, is too much of a stretch, but being yeah. certainly being proficient and competent across a range of different disciplines, both on a practical level and a, a business development, strategic management level. Um, I think it, I think it matters. Yeah. But across all of that, you're gonna come across people whose super strength lie in some point that hey, I'm I'm competent at it, but I'm not excellent at it. And they are. So let them run with it. Sure. Um, and also be efficient. And then if they mess up you can just fire them, right? Um but it's also you only have so many hours in a day and making use the most efficient use of your time I think when we speak about the position that I hold some of those more operational logistical tasks that can it's, it's not smart. Like, yeah. I, I need to be pouring into other things and other conversations. And, um, so yeah, having having that team that, that can handle so many different bits of it is, is so critical. Yeah. Last question as we wrap up, because you're a busy man. Don't no, take up too much of your time. You, you go, mate. We're good. When when we come, when we sit down again in, in five years at Pal Castro at the United Soccer Coaches Convention back in Philly, five years, where's what's STA gonna look like? Um, look, our mission statement is to maximize potential, um, and my belief is that we have to live that out at every level of the organization. So, you know, our ability to continue to try to to push our narrative. Um, in terms of the educational and practical experience that our players and families receive, you know that that will always be at the forefront of of my ambition. Yeah. Um, 
you know, obviously we've, we've been fortunate on the boys' side to win a, a handful of national championships. You know, we, we want to replicate that with the girls, we want to keep doing it with the boys. Um, you know, we're starting to see um, one of, you know, Zach Ryan, who was signed by the New York Red Bulls, became our, our first male into the professional game last year. And, you know, that's, the landscape is changing, so I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not certain that we can say that that's going to be something that's, that's necessarily going to repeat itself, but obviously it's another idea of something, the draft here. You know, we're excited about the current the current crop of alumni and the future alumni that we have the program. So, you know, we look at look at that in terms of the barometer for you know for measuring development. Um, I think but if the, the club is full of of happy, smiling players that are learning, getting better, you know, fulfilling their potential, going to good schools, staying in football for as long as they want to. We're doing our job and, and the parents trust us to continue to be responsible for their for their players or for their children. Um, then I then I think we're in a good place and you know long long may it continue. I, I don't you know I think I think those will always be the central tenants, and you know, look, we, we have our mission, and you know, I look here at the, the, the organisations that exist in multiple locations across multiple states. Uh, certainly, you know, on a, on a personal level, I think the challenge to impact as many as possible is something that excites me. Yeah. Um, so I think we just yeah we just yeah. keep pushing the narrative to achieve those things and, and you can tell me then if we got that yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to it yeah no I appreciate that man. Th yeah thank you appreciate your time no problems.